You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. Well, I have to admit that I'm really dragging with this whole project. I feel like um, I don't have any spark really right now with the whole thing, and I'm I'm having bad dreams about it, you know, where I'm just like going from store to store and I can't figure out what to buy. And, you know, mainly it's gone. It Well, it's funny. It's been a roller coaster ride, really. I mean, literally, it has been. Um, it started out like total anxiety about spending money. And then I seemed to get over that. And then it became kind of fun, like a game, kind of like when you're going over the top of the roller coaster and you're about to go down and it's really kind of scary, but it's also really fun and you scream. And, um, then, you know, when, you know, whatever, I did some loop de loops and now I'm sort of getting towards the end and I'm getting anxious again. I'm back to the anxiety, anxious about spending money because, my credit card bills have been coming in and every time one comes in, it's really, really scary. They're like four pages long and I go through them to try to make sure that everything is being credited back to me, but it's just, it's like, oh man, it's like reading hieroglyphics, you know, it's so confusing. So then I, you know, and then I'm trying to figure out how much I've actually spent, but I can't because it's just too much information. But all in all, um, all in all, I'm just back to this really anxious place. And I think that what I have to do is I just have to kind of give in to that anxiety and let it, let it be, let me be in the anxiety and just, break through to the other side, which hopefully will be like another up on the roller coaster and we'll have more fun on that last quarter. Cause I'm now, uh, um, two trips, including today, two trips away from being three quarters of the way through the mall. So definitely making progress, definitely on my way, just really hitting some psychological barriers more than anything. Now, um, my returns go fine, except that there's not that much to return, really. The alpaca pillow is an obvious one, and that goes right back. And she doesn't say anything, which I'm really surprised about. Like, no, it just didn't work out for you or anything like that. Just totally just business-like. The um, singular phone thing... um, uh, they totally give me a hard time about it, but they take it back. And as I'm standing there watching them, I, it's kind of a strange place. It's like all the people who work there are guys and they're all these sort of young 20 to 22 year old guys with short blonde hair and they're sort of fit and, you know, a little bit of acne, you know, so not perfect. Maybe that just touch of insecurity, but they're super just like average, good looking college guys, um, working at singular. It's a very macho place really. In fact, in general, I find the cell phone places to be kind of macho. And I wonder what that's about. It seems kind of like a weird niche for macho-ness. I mean, I never would have expected that, but but they all are kind of like that so far. The Verizon store was like that, and th- then that T-Mobile guy was totally macho. He wasn't fit or anything, and he was kind of weird, and he had sort of long hair, and you know, you wouldn't have wanted to spend too much time with him, but he was totally macho in this like sort of mildly aggressive way that made me uncomfortable. Um... But uh, then Gloria Jean's coffee, it's the same guy as yesterday, and he gives me the biggest glare when I say I want to return that. And he's like, what's wrong with it? And then, you know, inspects it every inch of the little teapot. 
and uh but he takes it back and um and so that's over fairly quickly and i was gonna buy a cup of coffee from him you know sort of to make him make up for it but then he was such a jerk i decided not to so i'll have to get one somewhere else now once i'm done with the returns i just head downstairs uh, by Sears. I don't feel like going into Sears yet. I'll do it. I've got plenty more visits that, you know, um, Sears is on their corridor and I'll, I'll make it. I just, for some reason that place bugs me or scares me or something, or maybe there's just too many choices. Like they carry everything, including the kitchen sink. So what are you going to get at Sears? I don't know. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, so, but I come down the escalator from the third floor to the second floor. And what do I find? Another jewelry store. And I have been to so many of these goddamn jewelry stores at this point. I could do this in my sleep. Uh, they all have the same type of people working for them. Young 20 somethings who are trying to make a go of it in this world. And it's just... Ugh, yuck. I can't believe I'm doing this again, but I slip right back into the whole buying a watch for Keith thing and, um, and it works out pretty well. I go for these Swiss watches straight off, which are really, really beautiful thinking, well, you know, I got him a $350 or $360 watch last time. You know, I'm sure that these can't be more than that. And she pulls out the two that I point to and one is $995 and the other one is $1,200. So I've clearly upped the ante and this actually goes too far even for me. You know, $585 GPS system at Radio Shack notwithstanding, I believe that uh, the $1,000 threshold is too much even for me. Uh, so we move down the aisle after I catch my breath. Um, again, I do have very good taste, I think, actually, in men's watches. I think that if we had enough money, Keith would have some beautiful, beautiful things to put on his wrist. Um, but I head over to the Citizen ones. And you know, this is actually, I think, the fourth watch that I have bought for Keith in the Mall of America. And I actually think it might even be the third Citizen Watch. It might be just the second, but I have this feeling that this is the third Citizen Watch. Um, they are on sale, and this is a plus. I pick out two, and I end up going for one, which has a nice black rubber band. I don't choose it because it's cheaper, but it is cheaper. It's on sale. It's normally $225, but it's 25% off and it's on. So that makes it $168.75, which is a fantastic deal, actually. I wish that um, I hadn't already bought Keith a Father's Day present because I would actually get him this watch because I think he'd love it. Although I think he wants one of those things that like does your heart rate and all that kind of crap. So that might actually be out of my league in terms of watch buying. Uh, but that is all immaterial because I'm not buying Keith this watch except in this elaborate fantasy that I have constructed in my head. You know, it's a, it's a pretty uneventful visit and I'm almost disappointed by it. This is becoming so rote for me that, you know, there's not much excitement in buying, buying another watch for Keith. And I wish maybe that I had stretched myself a little bit more. Now the next store, I can't figure out what it is when I'm walking up towards it, but as I come around the bend, it has big mattresses in it and it's called the Select Comfort Store. This may be this may be a bit of a um, a bomb for me. I don't know if I can you know buy anything at a mattress store, but then I spot the back wall which is covered with different kinds of pillows, and um, they're all labeled like you know side sleeper, back sleeper, stomach sleeper, you know blah blah blah. I have to admit that I 
hate spending money on pillows, but I am always disappointed by the cheap ass pillows that I buy. You know, they don't support your neck or they're too soft or they're too foamy or whatever. I bought a couple at Target recently that weren't too bad. Now, these get way out of my range very fast. One of the top range pillows that are filled with European down. I don't know what the difference is between European and American down. I mean, geese are geese, right? Um, but uh, they go for $100 for a standard size pillow. And uh, if you bought two of them, that's $200 for pillows. And that, that better be a damn good pillow for a hundred bucks. And I can't say that I'm not tempted. And there, there are other levels. Uh, you know, it goes down, there's a mix of the down and the other, you know, fillers. And then there's one that's just the, the non natural one and they get a lot cheaper, uh, you know, down to like where you'd only be spending $50 for a pillow. Anyway, the sales guy comes over and he is a true believer and he just starts in on me about the beds. The beds have this number system. So you can have your number be say 85 because you like it more firm and your husband can have it at 45 because he likes it a little bit softer and it's this whole crazy system. And there's actually two people lying on a bed talking to a salesperson, although actually it's just the wife talking to the salesperson. The guy is talking on his cell phone. It's really weird. Anyway, I catch from them that it costs a couple grand to buy one of these beds. And that's for like the cheap end. Uh, however, my sales guy is gung ho on the pillows and he is dead set on me buying one of these pillows. Uh, while he's talking, I kind of wander over towards the counter to check out the, the refund policy. And it looks like you cannot get a refund for anything. You can return certain items within 30 days if you're not satisfied for an exchange. Uh, so that basically wipes out the idea of getting these pillows, which I would love to get and sort of really see if they were better. So he talks, he really is trying to convince me to do a fitting. Did you know you could get fitted for a pillow? I had no idea that you could get fitted for your own pillow, but there you go. Um, I'm resisting because I, I want to do it, but I don't want to get sucked into buying these because then, you know, minimum a hundred bucks right there that I can't return. So I surreptitiously slide a pillow protector off the rack while he's talking and trying to get me to do this. And it's, uh, I check out the price, which is $12.99. This seems like a much more doable, um, non-returnable expenditure. So, and it's, you know, 300 thread count, allergist recommended, it protects from dust mites, all this kind of stuff. I think about getting two because, you know, Keith would probably like one too, but then I'm like, fuck this. I'm trying not to spend more money. You know, we don't need pillow protectors really. Uh, and if he really, really wants one, I'll come back and get him one. So then this woman comes into the store and she asks about the pillows and he's just given me this entire lecture on pillows and pillow theory, really. And then he starts in on her and she, it turns out owns one of these beds. And she said she would never own anything else because in fact, her husband likes it softer and she likes it firmer. And it turns out that she is a stomach sleeper. And she says that this is very, very bad for you. It's very bad for your back and all this kind of stuff, which I didn't know. I'm not a stomach sleeper myself. So, you know, this is like not of big concern to me. Um, so she agrees to do a pillow fitting. So she climbs up on the other mattress where the couple that are talking to the salesperson and on their cell phone, um, are not on. And she goes on that one and he starts bringing over pillows. First, he starts with the stomach sleepers and 
it is kind of weird and intimate to watch her. She gets on her stomach, and this is, you know, like a like probably 60-year-old woman, maybe 55. It's so hard to judge. But she climbs up on there, and she gets on her stomach, and she basically, she has her arms down her sides, and she gets into all the different positions she might sleep in and tests out these pillows. And I feel like I'm in her bedroom watching her sleep. And, you know, I just met her. Um, and I hope that she doesn't think that I'm rude for just sitting here staring at her while she does this. I'm, I'm finding it strangely charming, actually. Um, it's kind of funny because she doesn't like any of the pillows. And so she keeps demanding other ones and he's running back and forth trying to find the good fit. But uh, I finally decide that it's it's a little much. It's becoming voyeuristic. And uh, so I flag the guy down in between trips to get her different pillows. And I, I quietly say that I want to buy the pillow protector. But I might be back to um, to get a pillow later. But I have to think about it. And he checks me out. And, and, um, and it's very cordial. And he's he, he, I notice on his name tag, it says, Hi, my name is Adam. My sleep number is 40. So apparently Adam likes a very soft mattress um, himself. And I have to say it embarrasses me a little bit to know that. And I also, I, I have to admit, um, I look down on people a little bit who like soft mattresses. It seems uh, weird and unnatural, you know? It, it just doesn't seem quite right. Well, I get out of there, and um, my next stop is Ritz Camera. And I figure I'll just buy some frames and uh, be done with it. But as I'm in there, I'm feeling like I know I should just give in to my anxiety or boredom or whatever it is, but I just feel like I should be having more fun with this. I shouldn't just be, you know, really kind of efficiently buying some frames because we could use some frames. I should be going over the top with this. Now I should have gone over the top and bought some really fucking expensive pillows. Um, but you know, that was sort of, um, irreversible if I did that, but you know, Ritz camera, I don't know. They do have these little setups, which must have come out of the whole eBay phenomenon, but they have these kits where they have, t uh, it's a tabletop setup and you, it's like a little photo shoot set, a mini one for objects. And it has like a blue backdrop and two, uh, lights that stand on the table and then a mini tripod for your camera and the lights are color balanced and you know, all this kind of crap. And I, th you know, it's like a hundred dollars and I think, wow, this is cool. I would love to own this. So I think about getting that, but I put it down. It's really heavy and I'm not sure I want to carry it around for the rest of my shopping trip. Uh, I'm also just feeling nervous about the whole, um, spending lots of money thing. And, and so, um, so I, I keep looking and I, I'm really circling and I have to say, it's kind of embarrassing to circle in a place like Ritz camera. Ritz camera is a get in, get out kind of place. It's not like, uh, gosh, I just don't know what to get here. There's so many great things, you know, it's Ritz camera. So I keep circling and then I come across this little corner of the store, which has these spy cams and they're like outdoor cameras and things like that, that you can set up so you can watch, you know, it's like a security system kind of thing. So it could be like a nanny cam or whatever it, it there's a couple systems that are wireless where you can, it, they come with a number of different cameras and they all get coordinated. So you can flip from shot to shot on your monitor and it's like, watch the kids, watch the pool, you know, um, infrared light. So you can watch your house at night for intruders. And I like this to me is crazy. I mean, I can't believe that people actually own these things. Like, can you imagine watching your kids on a TV monitor? Like, oh, they're down in the playroom. 
I'll watch them on the monitor while I go upstairs and exercise or whatever. That seems really weird to me. Um, is this really the state of things <laughs> on our planet? I mean, anyway, this is irresistible to me. Um, I feel like this would be a great purchase. I would love to actually own one of these and do some weird surveillance project. I mean, that to me, that to me is fun, you know? So there's different ones. The ones that have the multiple cameras are like $200. Uh, and I don't really spending, feel like spending that kind of money, but then there are these individual ones and they're not wireless, so that kind of sucks. Um, but they're only seventy nine ninety nine, and uh, I decide that as a symbolic gesture towards buying one of these spy things, I'll get the seventy nine ninety nine one, even though what I really want is the multi camera wireless system for two hundred bucks. That would be you know heavier and 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 more anxiety provoking, um, really than this one. So, um, I'm totally, uh, down with that. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think that this was, this shows that I still have what it takes. You know what I mean? Like I still got some spirit in me, I think. Uh, now, uh, the next store is trade secret, which I went to, um, gosh, I can't even remember where it was maybe on the south wing on the first floor, I think. I think it was near cold, where cold, Coldwater Creek moved into. And I'm about to pass it by, and then I decided to go in and check their price on the um, Paul Mitchell Tea Tree Shampoo and Conditioner because I bought a two-pack of 16-ounce um, shampoo and conditioner for $24 yesterday, and I wanted to see if they had a better price. And theirs is priced at um, $15.50 for the shampoo and $16.50 for the conditioner. And it's buy one, get the second one for 50% off. And so it would be about $23-ish, maybe $23.50. I think so. Um, and I think that there's not much difference between 23.50 and 24. So I think I got a fine deal and that's totally, you know, that's fine. We'll leave it at that. Um, it's more work to actually go and return that shampoo than it would, than it would be to not return it. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's more work to return it than not to return it. And I guess what it is, is that it's not worth it. The 50 cents, not worth it. On the corner is the Nestle Toll House cookie store, uh, and it's sort of like a takeout place. And I haven't really been going to food places, but they sell stuff too. So I have this feeling that they have bags. And so I decide that I'm going to check it out. And I watch them and they give someone a cookie and it's in a yellow Toll House bag. And I think that I need one of these bags. So this is bad. I don't really want to be buying cookies, but then I figure that I should buy Evan and Garrett cookies. So I decide to get them each an M&M cookie. And then because I'm feeling crazy and like I can't control myself, I get myself a little mini chocolate chip cookie. So it's not much. It's just a little, little one, just a little one. Then once I buy the cookies, I start to feel bad because I should not be feeding my kids so many sweets and desserts. I think they they're, they're perfectly skinny. They're not in danger of like becoming huge, you know, people anytime soon. But I just, you know, sometimes I wonder if uh, they're eating well enough. I mean, I don't know. Garrett's two and, you know, almost three and he's just impossible. You can't get him to eat anything that he doesn't want to eat. Um, Evan will actually eat stuff that they both love dessert so much. I mean, are all kids like that? I don't remember getting a lot of dessert growing up. I'm sure they'll be okay. I'm sure that these cookies are not going to push them over the edge to being obese human beings with bad eating habits. But I guess it just hit, you know, I guess I've just got this free floating anxiety and it hits me in the wrong way once I actually have them. And so I consider throwing them out 
And then I'm like, oh my God, that is even more ridiculous than buying them cookies is buying them cookies and then throwing them out because you're feeling guilty. So I toss that idea and, um, and I just figure, I just figure we'll deal with it. They'll have the cookies. That'll be that. And, um, I'm sure someday they will start eating like, you know, normal and regular human beings. Um, now I'm pretty much at the end of the line here. And so I cross over to the other side to forever 21 forever 21. I've never heard of the store before, but it is like busy as a beehive in there, man. It's filled with young women going crazy, crazy buying clothes it seems slightly nicer than like rainbow was, which was just trashy, but I'm walking around and I am just thinking, wow, girls did not dress like this when I was a teenager. I mean, all the little strappy things and showing their ass and, you know, the tattoos on their ass and, um, you know, not to sound like, you know, a 75 year old total prude. Uh, but I just, I'm kind of amazed. Like, I think we just wore jeans and t-shirts and some of us had nicer jeans and t-shirts than others, you know? I mean, I guess that's not really true. I, you know, I was into the whole like, um, uh, thrift store clothing thing. So, you know, there was some variation, there were some skirts thrown in and stuff like that. Um, and, and, uh, I was definitely into a certain look, but it was cheap and, um, probably not that attractive really if I had any perspective on it, but you know, the normal kids, they just dressed normal. And this is like over the top, there's frills everywhere. And, um, I get to the back section and it's like all these thong underwear. So, I mean, thongs didn't exist. At least I don't think that they existed when I was a kid. I think that that is a fairly recent development that everybody wears thongs. Uh, but these little lacy thongs and these two guys, um, are in there. They're probably attached to some girls who are shopping and they stop, they get up to the thong section and they stop and they're just staring at them and their jaws are dropped. You know, their mouths are kind of open. Like they're just like, wow. It's like they've died and gone to heaven. They're in thong heaven. I consider getting a $3 thong, but I guess I just feel like I'd be too embarrassed to buy one, especially because I'm not forever 21. Um, I definitely don't fit in here. I don't think I would fit into anything here either. Uh, I pass by a register and I look at their um, return policy and it's no returns. They You can't return anything. So that kind of sucks because, um, you know, I don't want any of this stuff. I think about maybe buying something and seeing if it would fit Oakley, my friend Bruce's daughter. She's 19 and she's way cool. I don't know her size though. Um, she's super cool. She's way cooler than this store. Like there's pro she could probably come in here and find something really cool, but she would never go for this look with all the frills and all this stuff. She's kind of punk rock and you know, she's, she's cooler than I certainly ever was or ever will be. But all of a sudden I have fear that I would buy something that I thought was kind of cool. Like there's a little, a little, um, uh, peanuts t-shirt, um, that, you know, that I think is kind of cute on this sort of faded vintagey looking t-shirt. And, um, I think, well, I think that's cool. Maybe she'd think that was cool and she'd fit into it. And then I have this image of her looking at it and looking at me and thinking, God, you grownups don't know anything. Um, so I decide that I'm not qualified to buy Oakley anything. And so, uh, I tr start to look for something cheap and I stumble on the sunglasses that are white kind of glamour girl sunglasses and they're four ninety eight. And I think that this is a pretty good deal. And maybe Oakley would like these actually. I'll ask Bruce. I'm going to give him those candy cigarettes that I got last time because he's a 
ridiculous smoker. I think he thinks he would think that was funny. Um, but maybe Oakley would like these sunglasses too. Now, uh, I managed to get myself out of forever 21, which feels about as big as Sears probably would be just filled with all this crap. Uh, and there's a tiny little store called Ralph Marlin, and it's actually flanked on both sides by Forever 21. There's two exits, so it's just like a little teeny storefront type store. And then Forever 21 goes way, 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 way back and surrounds it. Ralph Marlin is clearly a store that is not going to uh, take returns. It's filled with ties, uh, neckties that have dumb things on them like Spider-Man neckties and, you know, crap like that. You know, boxer shorts with dumb things on them. So I think, oh God, you know, all right, let's see if we can find anything tolerable in this store. And I start looking through the ties and then I think, well, that's a huge waste of money. And then I start looking through the boxer shorts and I'm thinking, why would I get Keith a pair of boxer shorts? That's dumb. All the kids stuff is too big for Evan, or I would get him some Spider-Man shorts or something like that. Uh, but it's all too big. It's for big kids. So, um, I finally end up over in the t-shirt section. And first I think I'm going to look for a t-shirt for myself because I think there's some women's t-shirts, but they all have like Marilyn Monroe on them and things like that. And I don't want that. Um, then I find a Homer Simpson t-shirt, which says, um, never too old to rock and roll. And Homer Simpson has headphones on. And I think, well, that's kind of funny. And, but then I'm what, I wonder if Keith is going to feel a little offended by my implying that he's old. Um, it's really a touchy thing. It's not like, oh, ha ha ha, you're so old. It's like, you know, you know, a little bit anxiety provoking at the moment. Uh, then I find a few of these really cheap, like nine ninety nine t-shirts and they're all dad t-shirts. And I find one that's a red t-shirt and it's sort of an, like an old fashioned sign. And it says dad's ever burning barbecue burn daddy burn he's very rare indeed and it shows his dad in front of the grill flipping burgers uh, and this seems like the perfect thing to get Keith he is a barbecue fanatic and um, and I think that maybe he would enjoy this for Father's Day so good on you I found something that I can tolerate from Ralph Marlin um, now champs um, is kind of an important store for me to hit because I went to a Champs that was up on the third floor, I think on the west side, and they didn't have any Champs bags. They only had footlocker bags. And they put them inside out, you know, with my stuff in them, thinking I wouldn't notice that they were footlocker bags. So I go into Champs. This is a much bigger Champs. Uh, I bought socks and... Uh, slippers like, um, you know, Adidas, you know, um, slip on sandals, uh, there before and a couple other things that I returned. And so I want to get something different. I'm thinking I'll look for some more running or walking shorts. Um, but I can't find any women's workout clothing. Uh, I, gosh, I'm just looking all over for something that would strike my fancy that would be funny or fun. It's all like really big basketball tank tops and hugely long basketball shorts, you know, stuff that I'm just not interested in. Um, then way in the back past the jock straps and cups, there is a teeny little section that has Pilates stuff. And they, I've never done Pilates, but, um, I've heard it's great. And there's all these different things that you can use to exercise different parts of your body. And I pick out the Pilates ab exerciser because in fact, if there's a part of my body that needs some exercise, it is my flabby stomach. So, um, it's, it's basically, it looks like a sit up kind of machine, but, uh, this would not be bad for me to have. Um, and it's certainly not like exciting, like 
the um, spy cam thing from Ritz camera is, but I would say in the context of champs, this seems like a good way to go, you know, a fairly interesting choice given the, uh, given the setup here. So I go ahead and buy that and, um, I'm kind of tempted to keep this one cause really like, you know, my stomach's pretty flabby, um, and, and it could use some work really ever since I had my kids, whew, just terrible. I can't get rid of the pudge. It's always there. I, I blame it on the kids. It couldn't possibly be my fault. Um, but you know, maybe just maybe, it says six pack abs in minutes a day. Maybe it's true. I mean, I don't know. It sounds good to me anyway. So I feel like I'm just flying. And so I fly out of champs and I fly on into buckle and buckle is just one of these random men's and women's clothing stores kind of like kind of like American Eagle Outfitters, kind of like, what's it called? Um, shoot, the name is totally escaping me. I was thinking of it one second, then I said American Eagle Outfitters, and the name completely left my brain. Um, oh, anyway, it sells a ton of Lucky Brand jeans and um, stuff like that. And you know, I have a real thing for Lucky Brand jeans. Uh, so I wander in, I, I'm not super inspired by the choices in here. Um, I'm looking for something that maybe would be shaking my life up a little bit. Um, except I really don't feel like trying on clothing and they, I get to this rack of t-shirts and it will say like five ninety nine and up. And yet every t-shirt that I put my hands on and check the price on is 22, 24, 30 dollars, you know? This doesn't seem to really merit being on the five ninety nine and up rack, but you know, um, I'm not the I'm not the one making all the money. I I don't really have the stomach for any of this stuff, so I wander over to the men's clothes, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll buy a shirt for Keith that would really shake his life up. Um, you know, he maybe something that was super stylish that you know he'd really like. And again, I feel kind of bad about that because, you know, it's just going to go back to the store. It's not like I'm really getting it for him, but whatever. I need something to get me through this. Um, all those shirts are kind of dumb and they're a little bit hip in that frat boy way. Um, so, uh, I'm, you know, really floundering around and not liking anything and thinking, well, okay, well, I'll just buy this one. Um, it was like a white one. It's like a white one with a brown pattern on it. And then I spot these belts with, they look like beer can caps on them and they've got other kind of designs on them. So they're clearly made specifically for the belt. It's not like they collected beer can tops and then, you know, stuck them on this belt. It's super heavy and I certainly don't like it, but it, is different and it is probably the most unusual thing in the store. Um, so I decide that this is the ticket. I bring it over to the counter and, um, the girl behind the counter says, how are you guys doing today? And I sort of look around cause I'm like, you know, is she talking to me? Um, and I, there's no one else around. So I say, good. And she goes, that's good. I don't know why she's calling me you guys, but whatever. And then she starts to check me out and she says, um, did anyone help you guys? (laughs) No, no one helped us. Is this the Royal we, am I the queen of England? (laughs) Um, uh, anyway, she's very sweet. Um, she checks us out and, um, she puts the belt in the bag and she's like, wow, this is heavy. And then she, you know, we sign everything. She puts a receipt in the bag and you know, she could easily hand it over the counter, but instead she walks out all the way around the edge of the counter and comes to the front of the counter to hand it to me in front of the counter. Like, 
I don't know if they make her do this or this is just like really good. Um, this is, you know, really good salesmanship or she saw it in a movie sometime. Um, but in any case, this girl cracks me up and I think she has an excellent career in retail ahead of her. Now I am almost to the end. I can feel it, but I turn around, um, and look back and realize as I leave buckle that I skipped as seen on TV, which is over around the corner from the Toll House cookie store. So I'm going to have to go back there once I'm finished this side of this hallway, this corridor. The next store, which is right on the corner is Irish indeed. I think they have one of these, not on St. Clair, um, on one of the other streets right off Snelling um, in St. Paul. There's a lot of Irish in St. Paul. I kind of hate these kinds of stores. I have to say I don't love this like mindless celebration of being Irish. I mean, if you're Irish, I think that's great, but it it seems a little forced to me. It's a little bit like, you know, Santa Claus at Christmas. It's like, it's not really real at a certain point. So this like wearing of, you know, clovers, green clovers and, and, um, leprechauns and green shirts and, and stuff like that. Like, I think being Irish is really meaningful for Irish people. And then for people who have been here generations, maybe not so meaningful anymore. So, but I also think that a lot of the stuff is super kitschy. I mean, Ireland itself is such a fantastic place. It is like, it's one of my favorite places I've ever been. And this to me just demeans how fucking great it is. And as predicted, this store is filled with little knickknacks and dumb things and, um, They've got a ton of things that are like stuff with, um, you know, different names and the origins of their names. And I do look for some of those, like I look for Keith's last name, which is Hollahan. Um, and they don't have that. They have Houlihan. Um, but that's, it's not really exact. I mean, it's from the same thing, but it's not exactly the same. And they don't have McLaughlin, which is my mother's name. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I start to look around for things like that and, and I'm really not finding anything that would have personal relevance to me. There's some little green clover, uh, paperweights that I think about for a little while, but I don't know if, um, I don't, I don't, I just don't really dig it. I, I think that I... I'm going to get one because I'm not finding anything else. And then I, so I pick one up, which is this kind of nice one that has a tea candle in it. And I think, well, that's, that's something we can have a little, you know, green patty tea candle holder. Uh, and then I turn the corner and they have on sale for seven ninety five these leprechauns with, um, that are welcome signs and you hang the, the sign that says welcome on it. And then the leprechaun hangs down underneath it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I would be so embarrassed to ever have anything like this out in front of my house. Uh, so I have to buy it immediately. I think this has totally caught my fancy that this is it. This is my thing. Um, so, um, that's it. I, I definitely, fairly quickly found a pretty good purchase here that makes me happy is fully returnable and um and uh really i think does justice to the spirit of the irish indeed store now i think that the irish indeed store is the last one on this strip but in fact i turn the corner and there is a store called daniel's leather there's something about this store that fills me with dread. It's kind of a weird shape. Uh, like it's on an angle and the ceilings are really high and they haven't built the ceilings down at all. And there's these super, super dim lights up top. Um, but they aren't really illuminating anything. So nothing looks very good. And, um, it's filled with leather jackets and fur coats. And no one, I mean, no one is in here. 
there's a Middle Eastern guy uh, behind the counter and he jumps up when he sees me and is like, hello, hello, can I help you? What, you know, what are you looking for today? And, um, so I'm like, oh, I'm just looking, you know, I just want to look and I'm, I see the return size sign and it says no returns. So this is going to be really tricky. I turn the corner back into the back corner and I run into, um, what must be his wife. And she jumps up when she sees me and gives me the biggest smile. And it was, it's this smile that's like, Oh my God, there's somebody in the store. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm feeling really bad at this point. They don't have anything small. They just have really expensive leather jackets. No wallets, no keychains, no nothing. Uh, I'm getting a very, very bad feeling in here. I wander, I figure I'm going to circle around, look at a few of the fur coats, and then skedaddle and figure this one out later and, and maybe just not get anything here. Uh, it, it, this may just be impossible for me. And the guy runs over and says, I have the most beautiful leather jacket for you to try on. I have this great leather jacket for you to try on. And I'm like, okay, all right. And he gets the thing the you know, that hook pull thing that, um, you bring the, um, the, uh, the, the high up stuff down on, and he picks out this light brown lambskin jacket and hands it to me. And he's like, this is so beautiful. It's Italian leather, blah, 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 blah. He's just talking my ear off. I put it on. It's got one of those upright collars that are so eighties and you know, I hate them and it's totally not me. He drags me over to the mirror and you know, I have to say this is a really beautiful jacket. It's not me at all, but you know, someone would be very happy in this jacket. It's very classy. Uh, He says to me, as I have it on, this is such a beautiful jacket. Normally this jacket is 250, but today it's on sale. It's on sale for 185. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's a really good price. Um, uh, but I'm just, I, I'm not sure, you know, I need to think about it. And he says, you don't like the jacket or you don't like the price. I said, well, I think the price is a great price, um, but I'm, I'm just not sure. I didn't really come in here to buy anything. I'm just looking. Um, he says, I tell you what, today's slow day. Today is a slow day. So um, I give it to you for 150 right now. <laughs> just feeling like shit at this point. And I say, you know, that's really great price, but I, I gotta go. I, I need to think about it. I, I, I didn't really come in here to spend, you know, money. Um, and he said, 125, 125, I give it to you. I wouldn't normally do this, but today is a slow day. I said, um, I'm really sorry. I will think about it. And that's a really good price. And, um, and, uh, and, and, uh, I'll see you later. And I walk out the door. This has left me feeling so fucking bad. I can't even tell you this guy, you know, who's an immigrant, um, trying to, you know, make his way. He's got the shittiest spot. Well, not the shittiest. He could be up on the third floor, but he has a really shitty spot. He doesn't, you know, either have the money or the sense to make the store look good. Uh, he's got an impossible policy where you can't return things and he's got way too much stock and he's fucking doomed, man. Ah, and I walked into that store and I got his hopes up and I had no intention of actually buying anything from him. That makes me feel lousy. But that is the end of that strip of stores and I, I'm not going to buy anything from Daniel's leather. I just can't do it. It's too much for me. I need to do one more stop though. And that is to go to the as seen on TV store and buy something there. And this looks like it is a store that sells all the crap that they sell on the infomercials, which I think is 
just fantastic. I can't believe I'm here. They have so many things that I would like to buy just because they're ridiculous. They have the uh, Pasta Express, which is basically a plastic tube that you put your spaghetti into and then you fill it up with boiling water and you put the top on and it cooks um, not on the stove, just in this tube. Like this is, <laughs> this is like such a brilliant invention. Um, like apparently it's specially insulated to keep that water piping boiling hot. Um, I don't believe it. It's ridiculous. It's kind of gross to me too. Um, the egg peeler is another one that is really appealing to me because I hate peeling eggs, but what, what kind of dumbass spends $10 on a machine <laughs> to peel their eggs for them? I don't know. Not me today. Not me today. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. Um, the spinning store is a great invention. It is a little spinning rack with um, different sizes of Tupperware that all take the same size top. And so um, you you don't have to like search around for which top matches which Tupperware, which is an eternal problem for us. I mean, you should see our Tupperware section of the cupboard. It's like total chaos most of the time. And you really can never find the right top for the right Tupperware. It's ridiculous. There's also Salon Bronze, which is like an airbrush fake tanning thing. So you get a super even tan. I think this is really brilliant. Um, but what I settle on is the Spin Spa. And the Spin Spa uh, is like a scrub brush that spins. It's battery powered. And there's different heads you can put on it, like different spa attachments. And you put soap on it and you put it on your back and it spins and scrubs your back like without you even having to actually move your arm up and down. That to me is total genius. I would actually really love to have one of these. I think it would be fantastic. And they're only $15. So this seems like a great deal to me. And um, in, you know, another life where I had millions of dollars, I would own one of these most definitely. I think I would also get the spin in store. Although when I looked at the sample, the biggest size Tupperware just really wasn't big enough. Um, but it, it's a start. It would be all right to have, definitely. But the spin spot, that is the bomb. So that's it for today. I feel like this was a pretty good shopping trip. A little, you know, willy-nilly. I, you know, I didn't have like fantastic ideas necessarily, but I got away with not buying too much that couldn't be returned and um and the stuff that I that couldn't be returned I feel like I got pretty good things not just totally useless things and in the other stores I feel like I found some things that at least made me smile for you know 10 seconds or slightly more and that's worth it to me as well it gives me a little entertainment so that's it for me for today. I, I got to get home now. I'm, um, <clears throat> I got to get home now and, uh, you know, go pick up the kids and, and, uh, and do my thing. So that's it for today.